Hello friends, this is Darshan Maharaja again welcoming you to the second episode of the short poem series Elevator Chat as part of our Canadian journey. Normally we think of journey as going horizontally but in an elevator it goes vertically. So this is a useful way of reminding ourselves as to how life involves uh, completely different aspects. I'm grateful for all the very positive response that I got to the first episode of Elevator Chat from all of you. As chance would have it, my topic of discussion today also pertains to the state of the education system. I wrote an article about that and uh, added one point to it in uh, the first episode of Elevator Chat. Today I'll add one more point. Hopefully we should be done after that with this topic. Specifically, I want to focus on some of the destructive behavior that we see students engaging in from time to time. As you probably know, recently there was a news report from Calgary that some students had burned the Bible. As a side note, one wonders about the consequences and the media brouhaha if they had burned the holy book of any other religion. At other times, we have learned that a priceless work of art had been defaced with paint, etc. Closer to home here in the GTA, the statue of Egerton Ryerson was pulled down and so on. All of this by students and young people. We are also familiar with the responses from people who disapprove of such acts. Yes, the destruction or damage does cause grave concern, but no. The pattern of behavior is not unique to the young people of today, of this generation. As uh, James A. Michener has observed in his book about the hippie generation, titled The Drifters, many young people in every generation tend to act in ways that are, quote, best calculated to infuriate their elders, end quote. It is true that the official but tacit approval, if not encouragement, from what we may call the establishment, increases the likelihood of such destructive behavior on the part of the students. By establishment, here I mean not just the authorities in the academic arena, but also the politicians and more broadly the political class, which would include politically engaged people. We have built up an environment where engaging in destructive acts is not only condoned, but in fact presented as something noble to do. In that sense, the ideology that propels the students to act destructively is not very far from many religious movements in human history where iconoclasm, in its original meaning of destroying icons, directed at the older religion or another religion tended to enrobe one with nobility. But there is one particular aspect of this destructive behavior that I have not seen anyone observe, let alone discuss or comment on. And that aspect is the correlation between the de-emphasizing of the famous three R's on one hand and the higher or more serious incidence of destructive behavior on the part of the students on the other hand. 
my view is that one of the many things that a challenging curriculum does is to provide a channel for the energies of young people. A student who has spent their energies on such a curriculum has less of it to spare for other uses. As we know, academic performance in Canada has been declining for many years. At least for the two decades that I have been here in Canada, I have been seeing that uh, academic performance go down. But instead of seeking to reverse that trend, those in charge of the education system and a critical mass of the populace have chosen to turn a blind eye to it and or fill that vacant space with ideologically based activities. While some level of ideology is unavoidable in an educational setting, because we want our children to achieve all-round development, our problem right now is twofold. Firstly, the relative importance of ideological teaching outweighs the desire for academic achievement. And secondly, the ideology itself is not exactly characterized by a sense of moderation. In fact, doing or saying outlandish things may, with some justification, be said to be its hallmark. But these activities do not feel the need to expend young people's energies the way a challenging curriculum does. This is comparable to the concept of empty calories on the nutrition front. A slice of cake may have the same number of calories that an apple does, but the calories in the apple are chemically bound with all the other nutrients such as iron and vitamins plus fiber. The satiety that one feels after eating an apple is impossible to achieve with that slice of cake. Speaking as a layman, I think that may very well be why one can eat three slices of cake in one sitting, if one wishes to, but not three apples. The solution to the increasing phenomenon of young people engaging in uh, destructive activities is as easy to articulate as it is difficult to implement. Remove the empty calories from the children's academic diet and replace them with calories that are inseparably bound with the proper nutrition of ideas. This is the point that I think has not been made in all of the commentary on this issue. And this morning I thought I should bring it to your attention. I hope you like the idea that I have presented here. And I do hope that you will subscribe to this podcast now that it is available on Google Podcasts as well as on Spotify. It should be easy. I also write articles on Canadian socio-political issues at my website, darshanmaharaja.ca. All my content is offered free of charge, including the subscribers-only content, short takes. That is emailed directly to subscribers. This is in text format. However, I do appreciate any donations via the donate page on my website. I hope you will consider it. That's it for this episode. I'll see you the next time. And until then, be well. Thank you.